What's up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show, episode number 46. Uh, today, we had Clint McCormick on the show. It's a little different than, than normal. Normally, we're talking, talking. Normally we're talking to uh, runners, athletes, um, you know, physical therapists, dietitians, nutritionists, stuff like that. Uh, but today, we talked to a race director. This is actually his second time on the live show. Today was the first time we recorded it to make it an actual episode. Uh, because the, the first one got such a great reception because the race, the Glass City Marathon, um, Clint McCormick is a race director for Glass City Marathon, and it was one of the first ones uh, of the spring that actually happened, you know, or that was going to happen. So this one was a, the Monday before their Sunday race on the 25th of um, April, and we talked about, you know, the race, some of the things that they were trying to do, and hopefully the reason why we wanted to air this is because hopefully other races can kind of pick from these things because we know 2021 we know we want to get out there and race we know 2020 was a year of like no racing so we want hopefully whatever glass city marathon did correct we want them to share with the world so that other races in the area small or large can happen um so thanks so much clint for stopping by and talking to us about the preparations the precautions the procedures all that good stuff that Glass City Marathon did in order to make the race take place and it had a really great day. Um, so thanks so much, Clint, for stopping by. Make sure you mash that subscribe button right now um, to make sure you get all the updates for all the other episodes that are out there. Go over to Instagram, follow us on at Chip Time Running. All of the episodes are live there, or not live anymore, but they are all there to be rewatched um, on IGTV and it's great. So check it out here subscribe also jump over to uh instagram if you want to watch the live versions of these shows or the recorded version of these shows thanks so much love you guys enjoy the episode follow clint follow the glass city marathon they actually have a bunch of other races this summer um and fall too so check them out they're definitely going to happen they're not going to cancel because that's not how they roll in toledo apparently so check it out love you guys run eat sleep and repeat What's up, everybody? This is Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep show, episode number 46. Today is a special edition. Today's edition, we are going to be talking to the director um, of the Glass City Marathon in Toledo, Ohio. It is on the 25th. That means it is in approximately five days-ish or so. I mean, we're not going to do the hour countdown and all that stuff, but it's around the corner. A lot of us are excited. It's one of the biggest marathons in the area that's going off first so we're going to talk to the director and figure out some information that we all want to hear and need to all that stuff from the vaccine um the shots um to testing on site to pack and pick up all that stuff so i just can't believe it's this close and i'm kind of nervous um but let's just get this conversation show on the road clint mccormick is here with us the director uh the race director for the glass city marathon in toledo ohio this is going to be a heck of an extravag extravaganza. Well, that was that was an attempt at a big word, but I just messed that up. So, Clint, you are technically you are sideways at the moment, sir. We got to flip you. There we go. <laughs> All right, there we go. there we go. What's up, Clint? How's it going, man? Oh, it's good. Good, good, good. Countdown. I saw yeah, I think so. I think your uh, Aaron is going to be joining us too. Uh, so we're going to do a three three shot screen here. Um, so that the glass, the GCM Toledo folks can join in whether they know of me or not. So let's see how this works out. So how's everything going, man? So far, so good, right? 
Yeah, man. It's, like we've, we've only been working on this plane for two years. So only. Only for two years, right? Um, so is everything kind of just going off as going off as planned so far? So far, so good. There, there's always little things that um, you don't plan for. So you know, there's one thing I'm working on right now, trying to figure out is, and that's the uh, Costco has a shortage of eight ounce water bottles. Come on. So you know, always something. You want me to grab a couple? On the way down? Yeah, if you could. Everybody bring their own 8-ounce bottle. would be good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll stop by, like, Walmart or something like that. Don't tell Costco. Um, and then we'll we'll figure out how to how to make that happen. Uh, we'll, we'll hook you up for sure. Right. Um, right. Let me try. I'm going to try again to get uh, Aaron to join us. I'm not sure what's going on on his side of things. Um, yeah. So, so is, is your team excited? The countdown is under underway. Is it, It's technically five days to, like, the – because you're, you're doing a race on – the 5K yeah, on Saturday, we have right? Yeah, 5K on Saturday morning, you know, kind of a, your, your tune-up, you know, shake out your legs kind of thing mm-hmm. and um, get people introduced to it. If they have never run a race before, this is a good good starting point. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I was, I'm trying to, I'm not sure what, what's going on with the GCM Toledo account. They're not able to join us, so we might as well get some of the show on the road and then, sure. you know, as we, um, hopefully he's able to jump on, um, you know, throughout the process. So I guess... Um, Take me through, you know, the beginning. I and mean, we talked before. We talked about, like, you know, the, the whole race and how it got started and the um, and the title sponsor, which is great because that plays into, like, how this whole thing is going off. So I guess yeah. just give me the rundown again for those of us that missed the first one and those of us who um, are running this weekend. What can we expect to see? Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of start at kind of the high level in that um, in the state of Ohio, Canton and Toledo are the only two marathons going off this spring. Okay. Um, and Canton is at significantly reduced numbers compared to what they normally have. But I think we have a pretty solid field. You know, we have over six thousand people for the whole weekend events. Wow. Which, from a country, in you know, in terms of numbers in the country, we're one, probably one of the largest races to happen this year, um, so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, so. Um, you mentioned our title sponsor. You know, we're very fortunate to have Mercy Health as our title sponsor because I had really easy access to very smart people and with regards to healthcare. Yeah. Um, epidemiologist and all the science people who tell me here's what's happening, here's what we need to do. Um, so that, that really kind of helps play into how do we create our plan. Yeah. And then we also have a really good relationship with our local health department. You know, so all of us together have really have tried to figure out how do we make this event for this region a reality right um and i think that was essential in that the coming from i guess the the running world there's really no industry standards right right? so every race has to figure this out on their own yeah and it's somewhat of a struggle but collectively as a community we figured out how do we make this event happen so i think that was a good good way to approach it from our perspective um and then so from what you're hearing are you are you the only race so far that's um, required um, required the proof of a vaccination or a COVID test? To my knowledge, yes. And I think a lot of it has to do with size and scale, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, if you have, you know, we've, we've done a lot of races that are a thousand people or under. Yeah. And the size and scale of that is a lot less risky. Right, um, right. And your social distancing components are a lot different than when you put, let's say, 2,000 or more people together. Right. Additional spectators, additional volunteers, additional staff. Um, all throughout the area, so a lot, a lot of those things really played into into the factors of whether or not to do this. Right. Um, but to my knowledge, this, we so far are the first race 
um, to announce a vaccination and or testing requirement. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I when I heard it, um, I mean, because we were all just waiting, and it, to be honest, it felt like last year, you know, and we no one knew what was going to happen. We didn't know if the race was going to go off or not. Um, and then we're all just kind of waiting, and fingers crossed, Hopefully everything works out, and then all of a sudden we got that email that said that you're, you know, that Glass City was re- going to require the the proof of a negative COVID test and or and or the a proof of vaccination, full vaccination, not just you know half. Um, right. And as soon as I saw that, and a few of my friends were like, "Okay, that's that means this is happening for sure." So it was definitely reassuring. It's like another step that people weren't expecting, um, but. It's one of one of those steps that I feel like is going to help this whole thing happen. So we appreciate you taking yeah, that step. Yeah, I think the last time we talked, you know, if you looked at kind of the what what we thought was coming down the road, yeah, um, numbers were dropping all across the country, and it looked like we were kind of turning the corner. Yeah. And as you know now, um, the state of Michigan is now <laughs> the hotbed. Yeah. Um, and Lucas County, with the county that we're in, Ohio, borders the state of Michigan. We're the highest um, infection rate in the state of Ohio. Yeah. So, we, unfortunately, we don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic. Where is it going to take us? Yeah. It's, it's somewhat our responsibility to make sure that we put plans in place um, to make sure that we can do everything possible to make sure this event happens and mm-hmm. it happens safely. Have you guys thought about, like, you know, because you said, you know, that 6,000 total, I mean, obviously you want everybody to show up, but, I mean, have you guys thought about, like, just, just, just out of curiosity, like the number of people that you're expecting to maybe, you know, not come because of, you know the 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 test and yep. vaccine because like the way that yeah, Michigan's so spiking. we have a lot of people who, um, for whatever reasons, they got hurt, they can't run, their schedule changed, indoor vaccination um, parameters yeah. allows us to. Um, uh, where was I going with this? The number of people possibly dropping. Yeah, uh, going to virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so we've had probably three or four hundred people go to virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's a that's a decent number yeah. uh, for a virtual option. You yeah. know, so whether you know, I think it's a good option that we've never really had to kind of look at in the past. You know, um, going to virtual races is, is really relatively new. Yeah. Um, in, I would say in twenty twenty and moving forward, <laughs> but I think it's going to be something that's going to be around for a long time. Um, because it gives it gives people a lot more flexibility to yep. participate in events, yep. whether they're in person or not. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I think that some of the conferences, like in other industries, like conference meetings and things like that for the fall, they're planning on doing that. You know, dual type of in-person slash, you know, uh, uh, virtual as well. So I don't see why, you know, races, I mean, unless somebody's looking for like a qualifying time for something, um, then obviously virtual wouldn't work. But, you know, that that's definitely an option for the people that just love running races and love the metal and all that stuff and just want to put the miles in. Right. Yeah, and, you know, you know I talked to a lot, a lot of race directors in Ohio, and, and so far um, – everybody's really kind of been pushed off to the fall, but no decisions have been made, to my knowledge, on whether or not vaccination or testing is going to be required. Um, I think a lot of them are still struggling with their health departments and how to, how to, to obtain the permits. Right. Um, but I, you know, put it out there saying, listen, you know, everything is on the table. Right. In order to get a permit, okay, Mr. Health Department, if I were to offer or, or require testing and or vaccination, does that help my case? Yeah. And, um, and because it's so polarizing, I think at this juncture, a lot of races are still, I'm not going to say afraid to ask the question, but are hesitant to. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that right now that would probably be the only way that a lot of these major races are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at it, you know, and when I said we have a really good relationship with the hospitals and, and athletic trainers and health departments here locally, that's what our data is telling us. Mm-hmm. Every major sport as an athlete is required to test. Right. College level and up, no matter what division you are in college. And now it's starting to happen at the high school level. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in Michigan, almost I think every high school has to test. Right. Um, and in Ohio, it's optional. So a lot of high school athletes, in order to compete as an athlete in a competition, testing is a requirement now. So right. um, I believe that that's going to be something that's going to be enforced um, more so in the fall. And we're just kind of the first one to start it. I mean, it just seems like it may, I mean, whether polarizing or not, it just seems like it makes sense to make, I mean, because you guys put a lot of work into making this thing happen. Every city that these, that uh, that a marathon is in, you know, kind of relies on that traffic and that, you know, that surge of people, especially the, you know, the big uh, city marathons. It seems like it would just be a no-brainer to do whatever they have to do to make sure that a race happens, you know? Um, right. You know, and I, I get emails, I mean, daily. I'm still digging out of emails. Um, so for anybody who's listening, please don't email me this week because it would be hard for me to answer you. Um, <laughs> you can email. But, just, yeah. the, just don't expect a response. Some of the emails I'm getting is like, hey, I just tested positive. You know, what do I need to do now? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I kind of wonder, you know, if people are testing positive now, um, would they have been coming to the event because they were allowed to? Yeah. Um, and that makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, because I know runners are very stubborn people, you know, and, and they're going to they're gonna tell the doctor, you know, hey, I broke my leg, but can I still run? Yeah. Right? So that that's kind of the back of my mind that I'm fortunate that we have this policy in place yeah. because we want to make sure that we keep as many people as safe as possible. So that's something that's very concerning. Um, this is still very rampant out there, and we have to make sure that, you know, people are doing the right things. And so and speaking of polarizing, somebody mentioned in the questions, um, Gary is a runner. Uh, said he's asking about masks, right? So I know that from our first conversation, the masks were required in the corrals, right? Correct. And then once you take and off... I would say the easy way to say it is masks are required in non-competition times. Okay. Right? So basically, when you cross the start line, you're competing. Take it off. When you cross the finish line, you're not. So, so, so I think his question too was the second. I think it was like, um, somewhat of a two-parter. When will will masks be um, say like people are maybe lose their mask or drop a mask along the way, or they take it off and it just whatever? Or will there be masks available at the time at the finish line? Maybe like a bucket. Yes, or limited something? supplies. Limited I mean, supplies, okay. um, I would say it would be expected that people would carry theirs. We don't want to be picking up a bunch of dirty masks at the start line. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, ideally, people would carry their own, stick okay. it in their pouch, you know, their their water vest or whatever they'd be planning on carrying that day, um, and then put it back on. Okay. Um, and even so, you know, if, and I would say be courteous to our volunteers that are out there at the water stops. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're one of the people who like to stop and chat with the water stop people, we still encourage you to do that. But you know, put your mask on. Right. You know, if you're going to do that, and you know, um, and, and I think that's very common um, in the ultra marathon world right now. Yeah. Uh, if you go to a lot of ultra races, yeah, you require face masks at the aid stations as well. Um, so I think a lot of people who who have been running have seen that or are probably more familiar. But for many of people, there have not done a race in over a year. Right. That would be a new concept. So we do ask that you carry it. And if you do happen to lose it, we will have what we call a social distance response team mm-hmm. um, on standby <laughs> looking for you. Yeah. Uh, they'll have signs available. And they'll be carrying backpacks and handing out masks. So not only do you have, you're going to have uh, those people policing to make sure that no one skips and cheats or like takes the subway to the, you know, to the right. 20 mile marker. You got people that are just making sure that people are social distancing at the at the uh, yeah. aid stations. 
Yeah, we I mean we recognize that as the first race. I mean, we're we're hopefully the benchmark of how races will be um, acting in the future. Right. Right. So we want to make sure that the not only do we produce a good race, but the optics of a still picture produce that as well. Yeah. Right. So we're very aware that one pack one picture taken in the wrong context right. is going to be that's what people are going to think about what happened at this race. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we've got signage everywhere to make sure people are wearing their masks. So you know when they're not eating or drinking or competing. Um, you know, so I will say that, you know, when you go to get your food at the finish line, you know, obviously you can take your mask off to eat, but we don't want you just hanging out, socializing, taking pictures and everything with your mask off because that picture is what's going to carry throughout the country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think as a, we, we, I think we, a lot of us appreciate the extra step. Um, it's, you know, it can be an inconvenience at, at times, but you know, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of a race that's happening in person. And I'm sure right. all of us, once we get over this moment, We'll, we'll figure it out, you know? Um, yeah. And as for, um, like, if we could just talk a little bit about the vaccine and, uh, and testing, uh, Lan- uh, L. Woods or Lance Woods here from the Michigan area, Detroit area, said, was asking about rapid testing at Packet Pickup. Yeah, yeah so I was able to secure 2,000 tests, mm-hmm. test kits, from the Ohio Department of Health. Um, they are designed to be taken at home with a, with a laptop and a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this time, um, the health department staff, there's about 80 to hundred of them. They're all, they've all committed to working, um, at these, uh, vaccination sites and clinics right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have any staff, but I'm trying to work a deal with them that they can provide staff to me on Saturday. Yeah. So at this time, as we speak tonight, I have the test available for you to self-administer, but I don't have it available to take on site. So mm-hmm. what does that mean is bring a laptop. Uh, bring a smartphone. It takes all of 20 minutes. So if you're traveling, you know, you can get in a hotel room or something like that. Mm-hmm. Take, you know, stop by the, you know, pack, pick up, get your test, go back to the hotel room, do your, you know, do your test and bring that back and, you know, go from there. Um, I'm hopeful that I can persuade the health department to bring some staff down to offer the on-site testing on Saturday just to help yeah, people who, yeah. who may not know how to or don't have a computer or just try to provide that extra customer service level. So And, and for those 2,000, I mean, it's first come, first serve. Right. Correct. Okay. Right. And when does packet pickup open? Opens Friday. It's Friday and Saturday. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Twelve to eight. Friday twelve to eight. Saturday ten to four. Okay. And then those pa- those those test kits will be available starting Thursday or starting on Saturday. Correct. Starting Thursday. Starting Thursday. Okay. You know, so the way that we positioned is um, Ohio distributed two million of these to all of the Ohio libraries. Mm-hmm. So we're recommending that anybody in Ohio. Just get the test from your library, take it before you, you before you come up, mm-hmm. um, and then that allows us that we would have enough for everybody out of state. Okay. So hopefully that you know the numbers work out, and you know all that to say too, you know there's there's enough vaccinations that have occurred in the in the different demographics that I I would suspect that we have enough tests to go around. Right, and so for and for the test, so let's just say I'm gonna do a test here in Michigan or wherever I am, mm-hmm. um, and I'm planning on running. Sunday, when would I need to get the test? And yeah, so that's a really good question. That's a common question. Seventy-two hours from your first interaction, right? And the reason we chose first interaction is we don't want you um, to test, you know, after you went to pack a pickup and test for your race, <laughs> right? 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 Because right? we want to know that you're safe to all of our volunteers as well. Right. So it's your first interaction. So if you're picking up on Thursday, you can take the test today. Yeah. For pick, you know, so if you're picking up on Friday, you can take the test tomorrow. Okay. And then Wednesday for Saturday. 
Okay. So earliest day you could take it if you're picking up on Saturday is Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. So and you just a rapid test is good enough, obviously, because we know we're not talking it's about. It's gotta be the... a lab based test. Lab based. The reason ba- I say that is there's a lot of people who have access to say nursing homes. Yeah. And other facilities or maybe a high school where you have your athletic trainer or athletic um, director doing these tests, mm-hmm. they're not performed by labs, yep. right? So they're going to write on a post-it note, you're all clear. Yeah. Okay, well, that's one, that's very easily falsified, yeah. right? So yeah. I don't want just people showing up with a post-it note saying, well, my athletic director said that I'm good. Right, right. Yeah, we, need a, we need a lab-specific test. And that's where that, they add home test. It's a legitimate test. You get the electronic results. It's lab verified. Okay, okay. So, and then like for, for uh, I know that they're like at, you know, Rite Aids and CVSs, I think, in the area here. So that's, that's good enough. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. So, and then, so, and if you have the vaccine, you had to have, you have to have had the Johnson & Johnson by the 10th of this month. Correct. And then the second shot of the Moderna or Pfizer by the 9th of Correct. this month. Okay, cool. So if you have the, so if you, you got either one of the shots or the final shot of each one by the 9th or 10th, you should be good to go. Yep, for okay. full vaccination. Full vaccination, not the yes, not like not the first one, and you show you're right. like half a stamp. So card. ironically enough, I'm fully vaccinated the day after the race. Okay, so. all right, all right. Well, yeah, we need you okay. to we need you to get one of those two thousand tests, Clint. Yeah, I've got it in my garage. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. All right, man. And if we don't if we don't see you, we know we know what happened. Right, um, be worried. Yeah. So uh, and then so let's move on to the the pack pickup. Is there anything like any special instructions other than the vaccine that we need to be thinking about. Yeah, so there's also a health waiver form. Mm-hmm. So this is more on the legal side of stuff. So, um, so everybody has signed, most people have signed the electronic waiver, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people who deferred their registrations and maybe or transferred it and maybe didn't fill out the proper waiver, didn't have all the language in there. Right. So for this year, and I hope this is the last year ever, that we have to have a paper copy of a health waiver form. Mm-hmm. Um, you can print that off and bring that with you as well. Okay. Um, so, and then also on the front of that health waiver form, It'll just ask you the standard COVID questions. Have you been in contact with anybody? Yeah. You know, all the, the whole litany of questions that yeah. you just go down and say, no, 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 I'm good, right? Yeah. But we need a paper copy. Yeah, well, we need you to tell that the truth. The, that we makes need, the lawyers happy. We need you to tell the truth. If you have, say yes. <laughs> don't, right. don't go down and say no, no, no. Um, right. And then, so everything else other than that, other than that having the uh, proof of a vaccine or uh, proof of a negative COVID test, everything else yep. for packet pickup is pretty standard and normal? Yeah, so we try to make this as easy as possible, you know, because there's, you know, when people go to pack a pickup, you know, maybe you're going to go, you're doing a relay and you're and you're going to pick up for your whole team. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So you're going to be processed differently because you're picking up for others. Yep. Right. Or maybe you're at work and you can't make it, so you send a friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're not having race day pack a pickup this year. The first mm-hmm. time ever that we've ever had race day pack a pickup. Yeah. So you'll need to pick up your packet in advance. But if you're working or if you're out of town, you're going to send a friend. So now you're picking up for somebody else. Yeah, okay. Right, so we're going to have different lines. So we'll have greeters kind of asking the questions. Essentially, what are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. Are you here to pick up for yourself? Yeah. Great, go to this line. If you're here to pick up for other people, go to this line. If you're here to pick up for a virtual packet, because yeah. a virtual packet, you're not required to show vaccination because you're not going to be participating in person. Right. Right? So, um, so we kind of just want you to, you know, don't be startled when we say, hey, what are you doing? Which yeah. line do you want to get in? And we'll have signs at the beginning, you know, kind of directing you that way. Virtual packets over here, picking up for others over here, picking up for yourself over here, and then that way you can get processed in the right way. And I think that's one of the uh, one of the key points there. I think that you said that this is the first time that you didn't have you guys aren't having on the day, uh, you know, day of race packet pickup because I know a lot of people. 
um, in the past I've heard from Michigan, you know, especially mm-hmm. the Detroit area, will drive down the morning of, you right. know, because it's only an hour or so. And yeah. but they need to figure out a way to either have someone else pick up their package, show the show their proof of, you know, vaccination or negative test, because there will be no pulling up the morning of, right? Right. Yeah. The whole concept that we've done throughout this year, our philosophy, if you will, is more time and more space. Mm-hmm. And that philosophy cannot be applied on race day because we don't have time, right? Because the race starts at 6.30 um, and everybody's going to be standing in line to get their packet. So you can't have more space. So it just didn't really go. It didn't fit that model. Every every time we asked a question whether or not can more time and more space be applied, that was the one area that we couldn't satisfy that request. Right, right. And if and whoever's on here too, if you guys have any questions, throw it in like the questions box there. Um, we'll we'll try to make sure we go through them all. Uh, Lance also asked another question and said it's just kind of right around like the packet pickup or actually the start of the race type of vibe. When um, will they be doing uh, like bag drop? I mean, because this is kind yeah. of oh, there will be a bag drop. Uh, yes. Sweet. So it's a essentially a self serve bag check. Okay. So what we're going to do is in the marathon start line area. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anybody running the half marathon, um, this will be essentially the finish line area, right? Yep. It's, it, the parking lot is called lot 10. This is where we have our refreshments. And for those of you who've run the race in the past, that's typically our big party parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to essentially with sidewalk chalk, draw out corral numbers. So for the half marathon, there's 13 corrals. Yep. The marathon, there's five corrals. So we'll create a box for each corral. Mm-hmm. You drop off your bag in your corral assignment. Yep. And when you come back, you come back and pick it up from the same. And we'll have corral. And we'll have, um, I guess, stewards there to make sure that hey, this is my bib number. I'm taking the right bib bag, right? So you still kind of have to show, but um, that way it's a no contact bag drop. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, some of the other points you had here was somebody's perfect timing. Um, B. Adams says, "Well, are there are pacers for the marathon only in first wave? Like, what are we looking at for pacers?" Yeah. So no, we're going to put the pacers into the corrals based on finish time. Mm-hmm. So corral A, I believe, is three thirty and faster. Corral B is going to be, um, or corral two rather, um, is going to be like, and I don't remember. So let's just say three hours to three forty-five. Okay. Let's say corral three is three forty-five to four fifteen. Yeah, yeah. We'll put the appropriate pacers in the appropriate corrals based on the estimated finish times. Okay. And just as uh, how lo- I mean, how when you, what is your pacer starting at? What is their what is like the lowest start time or finish time for a pacer there? I'm taking 315. Okay, cool. Yeah, it sounds kind of standard, too. Um, and then, so so there will be... That pa- is on the website, but I don't remember off the top of my head. There okay. is a pacer section on there with a with them all outlined. Okay. And we also have pacers for the half marathon, too. Okay, that's good. That's cool, cool. Good to know. Um, and then, let me see if we got some more questions here. Uh, how are the how are the waves... Waves waves in general. The, the question is, how are 5K waves determined? But, I guess, how are you splitting these waves up? You know, because um, so, more time, uh, more space. Estimated finish time is our starting point, mm-hmm. and then we load balance, okay. right? So essentially, we have again for the half marathon thirteen corrals. So we take however many people we have in the half marathon, um, find the divisible areas by estimated finish time. So and I think we looked at it. We have, I think, three hundred people finishing estimated exactly two hours mm-hmm. so that's one corral yeah right 
Um, and then we have 150 to 154, 155 to 159. Um, so basically, just took a look at all the estimated finish times and divided by 13 corrals and, and load balanced it appropriately. So a little bit of math, but common sense too. Okay, so I mean, so these corrals will be much smaller than than normal. Right, okay. right, and I mean, I think they're going to be very, very comfortable. Yeah. Right, because our math, what I figured out, how we designed the corrals and how do we come up with the number of 13 corrals for the half and five for the full right was based on space yep. so we you know how, how wide is the road how long is the road how much how much square footage do we need for people's bodies so that everybody can still enjoy six foot of distance right so right. each corral is big enough that everybody in the corral has six foot of distance and so that, so that i mean that seems pretty i mean it seems pretty standard too i mean i'm I, i'm sure it's a very big area wide space so it'll be easy for everybody to kind of keep their distance and then also you know get after it at the same time um, and let's go into into aid stations. I know you mentioned earlier Costco needs to step their game up and get you some waters. Um, but what yeah, are the what are the blaming this COVID supply chain issue? But I'm not buying it. Man, I I don't know, but people are gonna need those bottles, man. Um, so yeah, so what are we what are we looking at for like how are the aid stations? Uh, you know, how many are there? How how are they spaced out? I know there's a map somewhere, but yeah, um, yeah. So. Um, Really, the only one that we eliminated was the mile one. We've okay. always had a water stop in mile one. Yeah. Um, just because we've had the volunteers, we're very fortunate to have a lot of volunteer groups. Yeah. So we just reallocated that group, and, and I believe we've got 16 separate water stops on the marathon course. Um, there is new news that we just got approved about two weeks ago that on the marathon course at mile 16 and mm-hmm. 18, we are offering honey stinger gels. Okay, okay. So that you know, previously that was not allowed. Okay. Um, but I was able to get get that concession, um, so that now that all the athletes are are tested and vaccinated, yeah, there was no reason for us to say no on the gel. So I was able to get that added on now. Okay. So, so that's that's good. Um, but there still was no easy way to do Gatorade because Gatorade doesn't make a bottle smaller than twelve ounces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be that'll be a bit much to choke down. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so so that's I mean, so pretty standard when it comes to aid stations and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, I you know, checked out the map uh, the other day, and it, it's very detailed, and there's a lot of stops, um, and so it looks like it's really well planned out. So we appreciate that. Uh, and the the the, mar- the half marathon and the marathon start at what times? Uh, they start at the same time. Yeah, so 6.30 is the wheeler start. So um, there are no wheelers in the half marathon. So the half marathon um, basically bypasses the 6.30 start. But the marathon will send off three wheelers at 6.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, 6.32, the elite field goes. 30 seconds after that will be cur- or be wave one. Um, and then 60 seconds after that, wave two. 60 seconds after that, wave three. And then 90 seconds. will. So every three corrals, we'll, we'll do 90 seconds mm-hmm. to allow the kind of the corrals to catch up to make yeah. sure that there's no delay you know um so the marathon will be done about 642 643 um half marathon a few minutes after that okay all right cool, cool. and then there's a fan there's a some fancy new addition to the course um that i think that i'm pretty excited to see what it looks like do you guys have some type of line on the course now the blue line yeah so if i this is something that we were about to debut last year yeah um, but uh, obviously we couldn't do that. So we, were, we got approved to have a blue line on the marathon course. And then where the marathon breaks off from the half, the half will have a red line. So um, follow the line, 
Follow road closures, and hopefully nobody gets lost. Yeah, yeah, it, you'd be surprised. So many people you hear like, "Yeah, man, I got lost," and I'm like, "How? How?" <laughs> I mean, unless right. you, if you're, I mean, if you're leading the race, then I guess there's an issue there. But if you're not, then just follow the people, the big crowd of people in front of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think people are saying that they're the the Pacers started three hours, uh, three hours flat for the Pacers in, in the full. So that's right. good. that's good. So. Uh, a lot of some of some people will definitely need some of that 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 love in the beginning and the end there. Um, and so for the finish line, is there what are what are some of the details that you'd like people to pay attention yeah, to? Yeah, so this might be one of the bigger change areas that we have. Um, and the first one is that you know no spectators are allowed in the glass ball. Um, okay. So typically, you know, there's a lot of fanfare. You, you, you kind of yeah. come to the stadium, driving into the stadium, and people are just packed around there kind of jockeying for a spot but this year it's you know credential people only um staff medical and photography essentially it's all allowed in there mm-hmm. um and then you'll be um the shoot will extend beyond the finish line mm-hmm. wrap around and essentially right to the exit so okay. um no congregating inside the stadium and we want, kind of want to get you into the open space out in lot 10 so mm-hmm. there'll be two brief water stops if you will in the finish line mm-hmm. so if you, you know if you walk 20 yards after you finish and you're not quite ready for that water, you know, just keep on walking. You know, we'll have another one for it. But yeah. two water stops inside the glass bowl, so that way you have ample opportunity to get hydration. And then spectators. I mean, as I've had people, you know, that want to come out or whatever. Um, what What's the deal with spectators throughout the course? You know, what are the, what's the protocol that you're expecting? All that. Yeah. So one of the rules, I guess, you know, as we were developing our policies was um, I don't, we don't want to put any policies or rules in place that we can't enforce. Right. And enforcing something on spectators is is near impossible so we request that spectators certainly do a self-check if they're not feeling well or have a fever don't come right, just like right. normal yeah. um and then wear a mask right that's gonna be difficult to enforce i understand yeah, yeah. um especially people get vaccinated and they're gonna tell you that i'm outside and i'm, I'm away from people but right. you know just out of respect of other people you know just wear your mask if you can and um and yeah i, I think that's really about it but spectator locations Wildwood is always a good place to go. That's our, our metro park. That's a double pass. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching the marathon, you'll see people hit there um, between mile 11 and 12. And that's wild. And again, between mile 20 and 21. Wildwood Metro Park. Wildwood Metro Park. So that'd be a good, that's a double pass. So what, what mile points do, are, is that at? Did you? Um, they enter the park at mile 11, exit at 12. And then they come back through at 20 and exit at 21 and a half or so. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that's actually not bad at all. Um, that's, I mean, it's a good spot to watch. Right, right. Exactly. And then, yeah, so I think, so I think, you know, I think we kind of covered it all um, when it comes to, I think, any questions that I might have. Well, B. Adams said, is there a post-party? And I'm, I'm guessing that there's no party at the end of this thing. Yeah, so that's one of the, that's kind of a bummer. You know, we usually have a live band and beer trucks and all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so we still have a food tent, of course, and, and um, we were able to work with a local um, kids charity. They may, um, it's called Connecting Kids to Meals. Yeah. So they're making all of our, our meals for us this year. Um, okay. Packaged subs and cookies and chips and stuff like that in a box. Yeah. So essentially, we'll, you walk through a tent, we hand you a box, and you kind of walk out and find some asphalt and enjoy your meal. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, so it is is kind of depressing that we, you know, we couldn't even set up tables and stuff like that because that would encourage people to congregate. Right. But then yeah. also, we'd have to have a cleaning protocol for all the tables. Yeah. So uh, we didn't do that. But our our official bank, um, PNC, has always done a a tent for family and friends and community. Yeah. And you know, usually it's barbecue, and they just supply food to everybody. So they're kind of doing something similar. So. 
they're gonna they're bringing in um, I think at least one, if not two, food trucks. Okay. Um, and they just bottered up the inventory, so they're just giving away food. So okay. if you want to go to a food truck and get some food, this is ideally for your friends and family, people who are not participants, because yep. that way they can you know get some nourishment as well. I mean, they're out there working hard, spectating. Yep. Yeah, they're, so, they're probably working harder than we will, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, so so we'll have that in the parking lot. You know, we've got some official merchandise. You know, yep. so that'll be that'll be out there as well. Um, and then if you plan on getting your finisher medal engraved, that's a big difference this year. Mm-hmm. You have to bring the medal to the race, okay. right? Because you're not going to get it at the finish line. Okay. So you'll have it in advance. So bring your, oh. your finisher medal to the race, and we'll have the, the awards company is going to be on site to do the medal engraving. Oh, okay, okay. So the, the medal is going to be in with the pack, at Packet Pickup. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, all right. So, yeah, that, that's a big difference for sure. And I can see why. I mean, that means you got to have people standing around and handing other people things so that makes sense right um but i mean all this is just you know it's it's all different than it's gonna it's, it's different than it was in 20 2019 because of the obvious so we it seems like you guys are just rolling with the punches and making something happen that we all really want to have happen you know very badly yeah, um, yeah i mean it's it's exciting and, and you know somewhat nerve-wracking at the same time to make yeah. sure that like i said at the top of the show anything that we do that's captured in, in one in one moment yeah we want to make sure that the context is is appropriate for what we've done and yeah um hopefully this is the playbook to open up other races throughout the region and the country yeah i mean i and i should i really do i really do too as well and hopefully some of the other races out there are watching and you know and with their fingers crossed to make sure everything goes well with you know glass city so that they can kind of mimic that and go forward with it so we definitely appreciate it because if you started the wave and all of a sudden some races are popping up here and there and bigger races as well i'm sure all of us will be very happy to yeah, be somewhere back to normal selfishly, i need a race to go run now because i can't do my own <laughs> yeah yeah you're like everybody you're like everybody please watch we need you to, right. yeah so i mean I, like i said in the beginning and on the last one we really appreciate you guys pushing this forward it seemed like you wanted to push it last year and try to make it happen um but obviously it was really going the wrong direction at that time and i don't even know if we knew what we were dealing with at that point right i don't think so so uh we we definitely appreciate you kind of you know especially with you working with mercy health figuring out how to make this happen yeah some corners had to be cut and some fun had to be kind of pushed to the side and we may have to wear masks in the beginning and the end and all that stuff but i'm i'm happy to be running a race step in the right direction yeah step in the right direction in-person races are cool virtuals are nice but they kind of suck at the same time. So yeah. I appreciate this for sure, man. Um, and is there anything else uh, that you want to kind of leave us with? Oh, Rick, uh, question because I, um, I missed one here. Gary is a runner. Says, can you talk? Uh, can you talk about the app folks can use to track the runners? Yeah. So this is a um, this is a, a different one that we've used in years past. Um, so this is the MyLabs tracking app from Race Day Events. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one. Um, it does not require you to carry your phone, and mm-hmm. um, so it, instead of doing the real GPS, yeah, um, it, it's going to do the, the standard algorithm based on the timing mats out there to figure yeah. out what your pace is to kind of show the people at home your dot moving around the course. Yeah, yeah. right. So um, it's a little bit different this year, um, and you know, hopefully, it works well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it work. Um, in other events, and yeah. you know, it fits the bill. So, yeah. for that to satisfy people's request to be able to be tracked in a real easy format. Yeah, I think uh, Free Press uh, 2019 had something very similar. It was just based on the bib and the like, you know, the timing, ch- you know, timing chips in the mats. Um, and then people were watching me, and they said it went, it went great. Um, so, yeah. So, tricky question: Where are the pacing mats, and how many? 
some of them um, we have we have tiny mass at all the relay exchange points, mm-hmm. right? And that's just a nice thing we do. You know, since we have all these exchange points out there, um, we put them out there so that the teams know what their splits were, mm-hmm. right? But it also serves as a verification yeah, point on yeah. the course, yeah, right, yeah. for the marathon runners. Um, but also, we have a couple of other splits out there that I'm going to say are un- unnamed because they're verification points, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so we don't tell people where they are. Yeah, I'm like, that question is really specific, man. What do you, he's like, I need to know right. exactly so, where they are. Someone so yeah, yeah, yeah. We just just run, just follow the blue line <laughs> or right. the red line, and, yeah. and you'll pass over all of them for sure. Um, but yeah, no, just kidding there. But yeah, for sure, we really appreciate you know all this that you guys are going through to make this happen. I'm, you know, fingers crossed, knocking on wood, all that stuff that this goes extremely well because we, me, my friends and I, are really excited about you know running this race and you know, you know PRing there and all that stuff because we know it's a flat race. There's you didn't add any hills, right? No. No hills. I Good. tried. Good. Well, Actually, I lie. We did add a hill um, just after mile four. Okay. So oh yeah. Okay. If you've run our course before, um, then you'll 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 notice the hill. But if you've never run it before, it's not a big deal. Okay. All right. So yeah. So it's not like a it's not a bridge. It's not like a, a mountain. It's just a little hill. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just a and little it's, hill. It's only mile four. So we just should, after mile four, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then the good thing about a hill, there's also there's also a downhill on the other side. So yeah, we, we you appreciate. Yeah. Get the downhill first, and then I'm gonna take you up the hill. So. Okay. There we go. I appreciate it. Yeah. So yep. thanks. Thanks so much, Clint. Um, is there anything else that you want to like leave us with the people that are gonna be there this weekend? No, I'm good. I'm going to head off now and get my daughter from track practice. So looking forward to seeing everybody out there. Um, yeah, good luck with your taper. Yeah. Drink a lot of water. I don't want to see you in the medical tent. I'll see you at the finish line. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much, Clint. We really appreciate it. Everybody yeah. watching, run, eat, sleep, and repeat. All right, take care. Have a good one, man. What up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the end of the show. <laughs> um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Like I said, Glass City hopefully is a groundbreaker. Um, or icebreaker or whatever you want to call it to more races happening in the near future this year in 2021 thanks so much glass city and mercy health for being a front runner and getting us back out there running together not saying that they're the first race to do it but they had five six thousand people um over one weekend racing in the same race in the northern states which is different i mean there's a lot of races down south that seem like they're happening too but we need races in the north too, man. Come on, let's do this. Um, make sure you go follow Glass City Marathon on Instagram. Follow Run Toledo on Instagram. And make sure you absolutely follow Chip Time Running and massive subscribe button here on the podcast platform that you're listening to this lovely podcast on. Love you guys. Run, eat, sleep, and repeat.